tonight joining us now from memphis not sure how he's feeling about that 49er win let's find out kyle draper what's up drapes uh, first of all before we get into this niners game you were hanging in pacifica that's money down there is that how you roll whitey you you rolling in with the high family. rollers out there not me uh, you, you married family. into money huh is that what it is <laughs> no pacifica nice nice Very area nice. right yeah. by the beach down there yeah. lovely i tell you what man I am shock and awe. Remember back uh, during Desert Storm, shock? That's how I yeah. feel right now about that game last night. I'm in shock and awe. I'm like, I, I don't know what to say. I, I, I just, I feel I'm not even a Lions fan, and I got kicked in the gut, punched in the gut. I'm so upset right now. Uh, yeah, we feel badly for you. I need a moment, bro. <laughs> I need a moment. I need a moment. It is. I, I just. Where's the Barry know, Sanders jersey? I don't see it. No, I, I had to sell it. I, I had to sell it, you know. I, I had to go get my uh, Priest Holmes jersey uh, for this uh, c- couple of weeks from now, you know, get my Kansas oh, City Chiefs jersey. Let, let, let me just up. say this. Yeah. Let, let me take you through the emotions yesterday because I, I understand Niners fans felt some emotions also. I'm on social media. I'm on Twitter, and there's crickets out there. Nothing from Niners fans. Just, you know. They're in their feelings. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to say anything. This is in the first half. I'm going to just let it play out because you know as well as I do. I've watched enough sports. You've watched enough sports. There's always two halves to Mm -hmm. a game. Yep. And so I'm like, all right, halftime. My Lions are up 24-7. I'm feeling good. Niners are on the heels. I'm like, all right, come on. Just just, just, just 30 more minutes of uh, game action. And sure enough, they crapped the bed. It was the biggest collapse I have ever seen. Like, I just don't understand what Dan Campbell was thinking, Jared Goff, the like what in the I, I just what happened was they got beaten. I, I can I nah, can cut nah, to the they chase. gave it away. They gave they, it. They you got can't beaten. say the Niners won that game, Whitey. Don't start the show like that. You cannot they, say the Niners won that game. The Lions lost that thing. The better man. team won the game. That's what happened. We Clearly. know that the better <laughs> team won the game. Yeah, but the Lions had it. They had it. They couldn't catch the ball. They couldn't secure the ball. Coaching decisions where it was well, it, it was almost like Seattle throwing the ball at the goal line when you got Marshawn Lynch. That's that's what happens, and I think it happened to the Ravens a little bit too when you haven't yeah. been in this many of those big games in Detroit and been in any of them. And, uh, and even for the coach a little bit, it's like, <laughs> you know, seriously, it happens. All of a sudden, the stakes, you start thinking about how important it is, and the 49ers, meanwhile, they played with desperation. It's like, well, we we got to do this. We There's no pressure. It's like, this is it. We got to leave it all out there. Uh, and they did for the second game in a row, which is a little concerning, of course. The last two games, they haven't played well. But going to the Super Bowl, that's the way they drew it up all season long. It was a tremendous – I understand what you're saying, but you know, you recognize it was a tremendous day for 49er fans. And oh, that yeah. comeback was – you just don't see that very often in the NFL these days no, in a big game like that. You're, you're right, especially with the stakes as high as they were. Um, you know, and, and what's so interesting about yesterday's game, it was proof that momentum is a real thing. Right? That's not what the analytics people say. That's not what they say, right, Whitey? That's not what they say, but they're wrong. Like, you could see the momentum changing. First, the IU play. Then, then the uh, fumble. And then after that, and we've seen it with this Niners team all season long, once they get rolling, once they get that confidence, then the defense can pin its ears back. It, it just changes everything. It This will go down as one of the greatest games in Niners history. We talk about the catch with Joe Montana and Dwight Clark. Mm-hmm. I understand that. that That's up there. But 
30 years from now, people will be talking about this game, especially if they go on and win the Super Bowl. Yeah, the catch with Dwight Clark. Yeah, the catch two with T.O. against mm-hmm. Packers. The catch three was Vernon Davis. And then, I mean, maybe that was the catch four yesterday. What are they calling uh-huh. it? The immaculate deflection. Uh-huh. I do want to apologize because, you know, you've pointed out that, hey, Whitey, you shouldn't say, you shouldn't compare Brock Purdy to Joe Montana. It's disrespectful. Mm-hmm. And I realize you're right. I shouldn't compare Brock Purdy to Joe Montana. I should compare it to Joe Montana and Steve Young. So I wanted to, it was disrespectful the way he carries the ball, the way he won the game with his legs yesterday. I apologize, Brock, for not giving you uh, uh, all the credit you deserved. See, I, I, I show up today. I come here to the arena looking to have a civilized, well-thought-out football conversation. I was actually going to walk in this building, come on this show, Whitey, and give Brock Purdy his props. Uh-huh. But this is the problem. And, 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 and before we get to the problem, I do want to take a moment and give Brock Purdy his props because I thought, and I told Jay Johnson this yesterday, Dan Campbell made mistakes. You had the drops. You had the fumbles. You had the catch. But ultimately, what, what won this game for the 49ers was Brock Purdy's ability to scramble, buy time, or get yards, and Jarrett Goff's inability to do the same thing. Jared Goff left so many plays out there on the field, first downs. If he had a modicum of mobility, they would be moving on to the Super Bowl. But he was like a statue back there in the pocket. That's what he he is, though. I mean, we know that. We knew that going in. Right. And that, to me, was the difference in the game. And I came away from this game thinking, and Jay, please clip this. You want to clip all the cuts where I diss Brock Purdy? Clip this. I thought what I saw last night from Brock Purdy, prove to me that he's a gamer whatever it takes to win that kid is willing to do and so I came away impressed by what I saw from Brock Purdy last night yeah Jay may be cutting that but I think he's also looking for some of the things you said about the Lions last week so we'll see (laughs) we'll see if we get some of those in there you know it was uh he played so he was just average in the first half Brock Purdy Mm -hmm. but at halftime and I was to be honest I was surprised how bad I felt at halftime because it's like wow if they don't come back there's no more we don't get to talk about him for the next couple of weeks, no Super Bowl. I was I was really down, as I sure a lot of people were. But I was thinking about, wow, Brock's not playing well. But I realized he's not the problem, again, at halftime. Because the 49ers got, defensively, they had no chance to stop the Lions. They were getting run over. I don't remember the last time I saw the 49ers getting run over like that. Right. And, you know, you do the math. Okay, Detroit's ahead. It's halftime. Well, if you don't get stops, there's no way you win and they weren't getting any. But you talked about momentum. I think you could argue that the momentum maybe, maybe started for the Niners when Dan Campbell decided at the end of the first half to kick that field goal instead of going for it. We don't know what would have happened, but, you know, the 49ers could not stop them. If they have scored right. there and gone up 28-7, to right. I don't know. But you know what? And, and you could be right. That You know, Niners go in down 24-7 feeling, hey, we held them to a field goal. But I actually thought, out of all the calls Dan Cam- mm-hmm. Campbell made, I know what you're that was the correct one at that time because you're up 21-7 to at that point. You make it a three-score game by kicking that field goal. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, all right, a three-score game. But what's so crazy about it, he had the opportunity to do the same thing in the second half and decided not to do it, to make it a three-score game. It was 24-10 at that point. Lions uh, were able to drive down. You kick the field goal. You go up 27-10 to 10 at that point. 
three-score game once again. He decides to go for it. They don't convert. Niners score. Then you got the fumble, and then bam, it's tied up just like that. I just thought, and I understand, and we're going to talk more about Dan Campbell, I'm sure. I understand Dan Campbell. That's the way we live. You know, I believe in my guys. But sometimes, and he proved it in the first half, sometimes you got to do say, you know what, I'm going to make the smart play. Maybe not the gutsy play, but I'm going to make the smart play. It's like somebody put this on social media yesterday. It's like playing blackjack, and you got an 18, and you decide to hit anyway. It's like, dude, you got an 18. Just chill. And so it it, it, it was everything that the Lions could do wrong in that second half, they did it, whether it was a taunting penalty. We're going to have to get what, the violins it, ready. for. It, it, it was, I'm, it, I'm it, about it, to pull them out, man. <laughs> uh, Jay, I'm this is a whole real lot of somber for a 49ers no, network, wow, man. No, I'm just no. saying right here. This is this is unbiased of uh, uh, analysis you're receiving. It's not you know me wearing uh, my Detroit Lions underoos. Ain't no this need is, to have those on no more. This, like you said, Jay, you're looking for pre songs Derek Johnsons. I, I tell you what, if the people listening right now and watching on YouTube, they want fanboy radio. Go ahead, y'all could do that for another hour and a half. But I'm gonna keep it real with you. Dan Campbell and the Lions, they lost that game. Give the Niners credit, but they crapped the bed. Where I really felt sorry for Lions fans a little. Was what? when you have the, well, just for the fans, <laughs> you had that period there, Jay. Just for fans, long suffering fans, is because you had okay, you had um, four niners make a field goal, then you had the fumble, then you had if I have the sequence right, but in these things in whatever order, you then are you right. The, the IU catch, then you had the Lions go for on fourth down and don't get it. And you know, if you're a Lions fan, you had to be looking at going, What happened? <laughs> I thought we were going to win. And they knew then, wow, we're going to lose this game. Once they opened that door to the 49ers, and it just a, it became a tsunami, a red and, and, and gold uh, tsunami for the 49ers. The Lions had no chance. Yeah, the score said they had a chance. But watching it is like you could see, that. wow, the 49ers are going to come back and win this game. And it happened like that. It happened like that for the most part yesterday, for the better part of – two and a quarter quarters, the Lions were the better team. But the Niners, as we've seen all season long, they are a machine. And once they get going, it, it, they are hard to stop. And they, you know, they let a sleeping giant, sleeping giant awake, mm-hmm. come alive. And, and give the Niners credit. They're on to the Super Bowl, but man, it, Dan Campbell, you know what? This what? is, and Rex Ryan <laughs> said this on ESPN today. This will be a game that you remember for the rest of your life and second-guess yourself. Publicly, Dan Campbell might not be second-guessing himself. But I guarantee when he went to bed last night, he thought, I let one slip away. Because that's exactly what happened. You know, the first half, I thought, um, you know, the Lions can run the ball. Maybe they're going to have success running the ball. And I know Goff is a gifted passer. I thought, you know, maybe he's going to do some things to the 49ers. I did not expect at halftime to be thinking – Wow, Detroit outcoached the 49ers. And that's how I felt. But by the end of the game, I didn't really feel that way <laughs> anymore. When we come right back, uh, does Dan Campbell, as I think Drapes is saying here, <laughs> does Dan Campbell deserve an NFC championship ring from the 49ers? That's next year. Drapes and Whitey Drive Guys Sackdown Sports. The Drive Guys powering your afternoons Monday through Friday on Sackdown Sports. Taking you up to game time, game night, pardon me, game night 
Uh, just so excited here about the 49ers and the 49er victory. Talk a lot. Drapes of isn't though, Whitey. Yeah, Don't about Drapes. Speak oh, for yourself. Is. Don't speak for Drapes. He is. He's playing that whole. Oh, I was rooting for the Lions thing, but we know by now he's a smart guy. He's covertly been on the bandwagon for a while now, right, Drapes? Right? No, not at all. And the fact that. Me and you, Whitey, aren't going to the Super Bowl? I'm like, this is the worst Monday of the entire NFL season. It's like, your boy is down. The only thing that could salvage it is a Kings 20-point win tonight. I need my boys to beat the Grizzlies, beat the brakes off them to atone for that Lions uh, loss collapse last night. I think you're going to get that, too, don't you? I know that with the Kings Uh, these days, hey, be careful. But the way they beat the Grizzlies on New Year's Eve – I think this one shakes up, uh, shapes up favorably for the Kings. It, it should, yeah. And, and we'll dive into this game, but Memphis will probably be without ten of their fifteen full-time roster players. Think about that. You know how you got fifteen players, mm-hmm, then you mm-hmm. got the two-way guys. Well, ten of them contracted players won't be playing tonight, probably. So, hopefully, this is a fourth quarter. Fox yeah. resting kind of game. Yes. It should be. Yes. 339-1140-1800-920-1140. TC has been hanging on. <laughs> hey, TC, thanks for hanging. You're on the drive, guys. How's it feel today? Oh, man, it feels good, man. The boys is in the Super Bowl. Drake Whitey, but let's check it out, man. Hey, Dan Campbell, hey, he hey, he choked that off. They had us yesterday, man. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, he's going to go to sleep and think about that, man. You know what I'm saying? But uh, Shanahan was against the low. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Hey, y'all got me? Yep, we yeah, got okay, you. Yeah, Shanahan was against the Rose, but you know what? The veterans and them leaders stood up, bro, and saved that guy yesterday, man, because it was all bad. And it's still not over, man. They gotta, We got to go to the Super Bowl and win it. It ain't over yet. We got past the NFC Championship game. But the goal is to win everything. But yesterday, if they would have lost, it would have really been bad on Shanahan. He got to win this, bro. The veterans saved that dude yesterday. No, I, I agree with that. And as for Dan Campbell... Here's what he said about his decision, Strapes, TC. Uh, he said, it's easy in hindsight. I get it. I get that. But I don't regret those decisions, and that's hard. It's hard because we didn't come through. It wasn't able to work out. But I don't have regrets. I don't, and I understand the scrutiny I'll get. That's part of the gig, man. It just didn't work out, end quote. Dan Campbell, are you buying that? You think he really feels that way? No, not at all. You know what Dan Campbell sounds like? You know who he sounds like, Whitey? Who's that? Draymond Green. That's exactly – he sounds like a fool right there. What do you mean you don't have any regrets? Of course, you got to have regrets in life. You look back on things and you say, you know what, I wish I would have did that differently. You move on and you learn. To double down and say, I don't have any regrets, what are you talking about? And I guarantee, I guarantee there's at least a couple of players in that locker room waking up today saying, what the hell was coach thinking? I know that's your coach. I know that's your style. That's how you play. But he even said, they mentioned it on the broadcast, it's a race to 30 points. How many points did Dan Campbell leave on the board? How many points? And how about this? You're down a field goal, 27-24. You got a chance to tie it up. Kick the freaking field goal. That's the one. What are you doing? (laughs) The, The first one, you know, where he decides to kick the field goal. Someone who's root for the 49ers, I, I felt like I'm glad that they're kicking the field goal there. And maybe that was a smart thing, but I just felt like, okay. The second time they had that choice and they went for it 
They didn't kick the field goal. I thought, well, that's bold, but yeah. all right, that's the way they play. The third time, as you're saying, they had a chance to tie the game, and they didn't <laughs> kick it. I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. I was like, what? They're they're going to go for it again? And then after they failed, I just I was like, I realized, oh. like, I don't believe this. And then after the game, Dan Campbell also said this. He said, look, I told those guys, this may have been our only shot. <laughs> Don't say that. He's like, he do doing? I think that? No. However, I know how hard it is to get here. I'm well aware. It's going to be twice as hard to get to this point next year than it was this year, end quote. That's brilliant motivating right there. Uh, you know what? <laughs> and, and, you know, we were talking about it earlier. Sometimes the moment gets to be too big for you, yeah. especially your first time there. You're trying to be clever and everything. It, it just did not make sense. To, for Dan Campbell to do what he did. You could argue, Whitey, because you mentioned that field goal before the half. You could argue every fourth down decision from that point on, he got wrong. Mm-hmm. Think about it. The one before the half, you say, you know, go for it. Who knows what happens? Maybe you go up 28-7. That might have been a game changer. That might have been the game right there. But the second one, you're up 24-10. to you drive down, you got a chance to kick a field goal to go up three scores, Whitey. Yeah, I know. Three scores to make it 27-10. They just worked so hard one. to kick their field goal, and then you come right back and like, eh, it's nothing. We just kicked one back right. and balls in your court again. We're, yeah. we're right back where yeah. we were at halftime. Right. We're right. good. We're good. So he messed up on that one. And then, like the one we just talked about, a chance to tie the game if you don't. <laughs> that's nine, well, at least six points that you left on the, on mm-hmm. the board right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the biggest collapse. Give Brock Purdy a lot of credit, though. You know, watching this game, because we could beat up on Dan Campbell all day, but I, I don't want to come off as taken away from what the Niners did. Because I thought watching that game, that first half, I thought, man, CMC is really good. That touchdown and, and you know, the way he ran the ball, I thought CMC is clearly the real deal. Then I also thought watching that game, man, Debo Samuel, this dude just does not take – uh, uh, plays for a loss. Like, you may right. have him wrapped up behind the line of scrimmage, but he's going to find a way at least to get back. And then Brandon Ayuk making plays. And I'm thinking as this game is going on that the Niners had individuals step up when it mattered the most. The Lions did not. Right. How many drops did we see in the second half? Right. Jared Goff became shaky with his accuracy in the second half. How about the coaching? Like, so every chance that the uh, Lions had to, you know what, take control of this game, make a play, they just didn't. Where the Niners, they did. Yeah, the Brock Purdy conversation will continue, I know, and I don't mean to drag us back into that over ground we've already covered, but I was watching yesterday, and I'm wondering now how anyone really who watched that can say he doesn't make plays because he had not only the scrambles, which were, as you pointed out, hugely important, he had the play where he's going left and he flips it back to Juwan Jennings, who he made a great catch. That but was that a was, risky throw, Whitey. Was, it was. That it was, was a risky it throw. It was something out of nothing. And then the yes. play to use check on the sideline mm. where he flips it down. Those are, and you, I mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're risky plays, but they're big-time plays uh, that not every quarterback's capable of making. But the scrambling was yeah. the thing. And with him, with Brock Purdy, it's like, well, I can do that. I don't normally do it, but it needed to be done there. So that's why I did it. And I think that's him at his best in a nutshell. Yeah, he's a gamer. No doubt about it, man. You know, you got to go out there and beat him. You know, know, the Niners are like cockroaches. 
You know what I mean? You can't let them live. You got to stomp them out. You, when you got the chance, you got to put your foot down. Dan Campbell and golf and all. You got to put your <laughs> foot down on those guys. And they didn't. And give Brock Purdy credit, too, because not only did he make plays with his legs, but the Lions had him wrapped up a couple of times. Lions missed a lot of tackles. Missed a lot. The 49ers they, missed a lot, too, in the first half. Yeah. But but he not, not only bought time, he escaped out of trouble. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like he was just flushed out of the pocket and made plays. Like, there were a couple of times where he was sacked. He should have been sacked, and he got out of it. He's a gamer, man, and, and the Lions deserve to get – I mean, the uh, Niners, you know, they deserve to go. They were clearly the better team all season long. But, man, Dan Campbell and the Lions, you know, Detroit doesn't get there often. And when you get there, you got to capitalize, and they drop the ball. Yeah, they even put a spy on Brock, and I think before his – the last scramble – of his big scrambles, they had a spy on him, and it's this linebacker, and he just ran right by him. It's like, why yeah. did they put him on him? The guy was too big and slow to keep up with Brock. 339-1140, JR joining us <laughs> on this glorious day. Hello, JR. Congratulations to you. Hi, guys. Yeah, not much of a voice here. Sorry about that. But, Where were you uh, sitting? Right next to Eminem. Hey, that guy. <laughs> Guy was standing. He was about a hundred yards to my right. Huh? Not even that. No, I'm sorry. About a hundred feet to my right. He flipped so, you off, right? He did. You see that? Yeah. Double flip. <laughs> yeah. He went. Spaghetti. All the crew with him were wearing the mom's spaghetti shirts. That was actually pretty funny. Okay. Yeah. He he definitely was uh, a center of attention, and it was wonderful watching walk walk by. You know, walk out of that stadium like he just lost a wrap off. In Detroit or something, just heavy between his legs. Yeah. Is that what they yeah. call he it? Eight, is that, he had eight that seconds to blow, and he did. Yeah. yeah. So uh, oh get him out of there, man. I, the fourth quarter, I'm telling you, that is the loudest I've ever seen Levi. Uh-huh. The, it was incredible when they had the ball when uh, we were on defense. That was some serious Levi faithful right there. So mm. well worth it. Um, you did hit it on the head. We we tackled poorly in the first, and and I mean we. Because I don't play with the team, but I'm on the team. Sure. And uh, Detroit tackled pretty bad in the second half. So, mm-hmm. and of course, a game's not official until Moody, until Moody misses a field goal. For God's sake! <laughs> oh my God! Uh, what was the moment when you felt like Detroit. it had turned, Jr.? When was the moment you felt like you know? I think I think we have. I this. went in at halftime, and I talked to the people that I was with, and we had a beer and a shot. It turned right there. There you go. We were, <laughs> yeah, we called Seifert. Uh, we Seifert. I called Seifert. Shanahan. Oh I feel like I should call Seifert. Save us, Seifert. I called Shanahan. Said, "Hey, get on it." Yeah. But um, I will say, they, there was no guarantee they were going to make that field goal. That would have been like a forty-eight. Yeah, between forty-eight and fifty, I think. So that was not a guaranteed three points to tie it. So I, I, I know people want to say that, but the wind was blowing to the left in that horrible sixty-eight degree weather with sun coming through. <laughs> but there's no guarantee you would have made that. All right, thanks, Jr. All right, yeah. Jr. Yeah, you right, get we Jr. out of here, man. Yeah, oh. that's true. I mean, their kicker is Badgley. And that's what some of the analytics people say. Well, you know, you have a better chance of uh, converting it than uh, kicking a long field goal with Badgley, who was not a very good kicker, blah, 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 blah. If you can't so. kick a 48-yard field goal, come on. I mean, in today's NFL, mm-hmm. like, yeah, those, that, those should be, I don't want to say automatic, but the, the legs that some of these guys have out here now, 48? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I don't know, man. You know, it, 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 here's one thing the Niners got to be aware of, though. When you looked at the first two playoff games, they clearly had the coach quarterback advantage. 
And I know we'll preview the Super Bowl over the next two weeks. We're going to dive into this. But now they face Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, the best coach-quarterback combination since Brady and Belichick. So you're saying the 49ers still have the advantage there, but it's just not quite as pronounced? No, no not at all. Is that not, what you're saying? The, the, the mistakes <laughs> that Dan Campbell made, that Jared Goff made, that Love made, that's not happening with these dudes in a couple of weeks. And so the same effort we saw these two weeks, that's not going to get it done. Oh, that's Andy not Reed, going to get it done. For Andy Reid is terrible when it comes to clock management. He butchers. He leaves his you know food in the microwave too long because <laughs> he doesn't even know when to get it out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my my coach Andy Reid, former Eagles coach. Oh, don't no. forget. Really, so I got a rooting interest for this one. And this is your last chance too. I know. I'd right? Hate to this see you. <laughs> hey, the bandwagon is actually like, all right, last chance, and you're like, no, I don't want to get on. All right. No, I, you know, I'm loyal till I die, man. You to know, who? I'm, to what? My Eagles, baby. You got to understand. If they the have Niners my win. boy Dan Campbell and company. Yeah. <laughs> Jay, if the Niners win, <laughs> Eagles fans got to listen to y'all the entire offseason. If you lose, you're not going to say anything. You're going to be quiet. You can talk all the trash now. <laughs> Don't let my Green Bay Packers come in there. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, when we we come back here, how would you rate the four quarterbacks in the conference championship games now? We know who's, we certainly know who's at the top. That's next here with the Drive Guys on Sacktown Sports. Momentum certainly changed pretty quickly. They scored. We didn't convert the fourth down. They scored again. We we turned the ball over. That little sequence right there makes it tough. But but I mean, the, <laughs> we were still in the lead, I believe, at that point, and yeah, had had plenty of opportunities to still win it there at the end, and yeah, it just came up short. And it, it, I. I I struggle finding the words to totally encapsulate how or why. The Drive Guys, live and local, every afternoon, Monday through Friday on Sacktown Sports. Lions quarterback Jared Goff still trying to figure out, hey, what happened here? Uh, you got the Drive Guys, Whitey in Sacramento, Kyle Draper in Memphis, getting ready for the Kings and the Grizzlies. That thing uh, did turn in a hurry. But, you know, Kyle, last week we talked a lot about the quarterbacks, what we thought of the four quarterbacks going into conference championship weekend. Where would you rank them now after what we saw yesterday? I think, are, are we ranking them just on yesterday's performance or who would you take if you were redrafting right now? Who would you take? Like, oh, are we talking overall or just, let's just just ranking their performances yesterday? Let's just rank them on first on how they did this weekend and how, you know, relative to what you expected. How well did the four guys measure up to what was fair to expect of them? I, I, I would put Patrick Mahomes first. Yes. I, I, I would put him first. I would put Purdy slash Goff almost right there together. I'm going to give the edge to Purdy because of what he was able to do with his legs and being a gamer. Golf third, and I thought Lamar Jackson looked the worst out of the four last uh, this weekend. Yeah, I'm with you. I would put Purdy second. Just He, he had such a good second half when they needed him to. But, yeah, Patrick Mahomes, I saw some numbers earlier today. You know, as great as his regular season numbers are, consistently in the playoffs for his career, his playoff numbers are better. Yes. So you figure, well, wait, that's against all the better teams. You know, you're playing all the best teams in the playoffs. His numbers are better. Lamar Jackson's, on the other hand, are consistently below Mm. uh, what he does during the regular season, and that's why – I mean, they just they they don't have a very good record in the postseason, and he was very angry. And I thought that old Ravens team, I thought they just looked like the moment was a little too big for them yesterday. I th- yeah, a hundred percent. And they had their opportunities. You know, Kansas City marched down the field on the opening 
drive score. And then Baltimore comes back and ties it up. I'm like, all right, we got a game. It's going to be a shootout here. And I, I, I just thought, you know, Lamar's and, – and I don't even want to start with him. I, I want to start with the play calling, I guess. Yeah, they didn't run the, the ball much. Yeah. yeah, they didn't run the ball much, uh, which is shocking uh, to me because, you know, even run the ball with Lamar, like use his legs more. And, and it's interesting when you talk about Lamar Jackson, I, I thought at times – and this is sort of what uh, plagued Donovan McNabb way back in the day. If you remember, Donovan McNabb was a scrambling quarterback. And then he got, you know, called out. I think it was Rush Limbaugh or somebody. And then he tried to prove that he could be a pocket passer. I thought Lamar could have taken it off and used his legs more often than he did yesterday. They could have called more design runs uh, yesterday. But he looked suspect. I mean, you know, we also got to grade these things on a curve, though, too, Whitey. Let, let's keep it real. If you rank the defenses that these teams have gone against, you know, that Chiefs defense is legit. Mm -hmm. You know, they're one of the best. And so give them a lot of credit. You know, Lamar didn't play well, no doubt about it. But I thought the Chiefs and their game plan, their design, really had Lamar guessing, kept them off balance. And so I I give them a lot of credit, too. Here's a, a fun fact about Purdy that I'll bet you didn't know, Kyle. He, oh, uh, I didn't. I saw this uh, just before the show started. He became the first quarterback in 39 years to sweep every other playoff team in the conference. Week two, uh, he and the Niners beat the Rams. Week five, they beat the Cowboys. Week 11, they beat the Bucks. Week 13, they beat the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, divisional round beat the Packers. Then yesterday, beating the Lions. So the last quarterback to sweep the entire playoff field in his conference was, let's see, was a 1984 guy by the name of Joe Montana. Oh, yeah. Who then went on? (laughs) He and his Niners went on to win the Super Bowl over the uh, Dolphins, 38 to 16. I hadn't realized that. But the thing is, Brock Purdy, the last two weeks where he's looked so average and given all the fuel, you know, to the the naysayers. Yes. And then come back in the second half, especially yesterday. It was like, you better do it now. And he played really well in the second half, uh, which speaks volumes as to what kind of you use the word, I think, gamer. Yeah, he's he's definitely a guy who can play his best when he needs to. And that's that's not something all quarterbacks can do. No, you're, you're right about that. He came through big time. And, you know, I, I thought, you know, he, he's a momentum guy. I feel like, you know, uh, when, when things are going well, you know, things start to churn. It's like you can see he plays with a little bit of a swagger. I feel like out there, the confidence, you can see his confidence mm-hmm. uh, rise. You know, I, I, I do want to, you know, mention, though, when you look at the Chiefs, and look at their road to the Super Bowl. Like, let, let's let's give them some credit, man. To go on the road to beat Buffalo, one of the hottest teams in the NFL. Whatever. Josh Allen. That's that's amazing. And then to back it up with the likely MVP out dueling, uh, you know, uh, Lamar Jackson. Like, that is a difficult road to hoe. You now do No, come on, man. Come on, Jay. You don't Lamar want to have better stats. any credit. You at the end to- of the day, he had better stats, man. Oh, you don't want to give uh, – but look at the plays that were made, big fella. I saw seven seven possessions in a row. The Chiefs did nothing. Second half, they struggled. They, they I did a lot of the first half, too. Uh, you see, man, this is this – is, if you're going to do this, Jay, this is going to be a long two weeks, bro. <laughs> it is. Are, I'm are telling you. Know, and it, and it may really be a long year. The of Patrick Mahomes? <laughs> Maybe a long year. I'm pre-warning you. Look at the defense he had to go against. Ravens still got one of the better defenses in the NFL. So that's you why know, he only let, scored. They only scored seventeen, and he struggled after. 
All I'm saying oh, is, okay. if you want to take it there, Jay, let's. Take I'm just it saying there. we're praising, we're praising, against, we're praising uh, Jared, 17 points. But you're, if, you're, if Brock Purdy would have put up 17 points and won 17 to seven, we would be saying something completely they're 17. Going against oh, the Packers, Jay, come man, on, man. that field goal is come outside on. of the stadium. That field goal poses outside the stadium. Bo Jackson oh. can't catch it right now. Jay, you this is see this is. This is the problem with having Jay on. He's such a Niners fan that Which, it clouds that his problem? judgment. Why is it clouds your judgment, big fella? How? It clouds your judgment. Pat Mahomes played so spectacular yesterday. Pat, Pat Mahomes is great. Come on. I didn't man. say that. I'm Pat saying Mahomes yesterday. Ain't the mistakes yesterday. That Jordan loves make. Yesterday. Patrick Mahomes ain't gonna make okay. the mistakes that Jared Goff made. That's what I'm saying. Jared I'm Goff, saying I thought actually gonna have played to raise well. their level. They're gonna have to raise their level of play. Jay. They got nothing to do with Brock Purdy. What I'm saying to you is this. We're praising Pat Mahomes for the history of what's happening. Take that away. We're talking about yesterday. He had two great drives, as Kyle behind me said, scripted plays. After that, <laughs> nothing happened. There was nothing else that happened. What else did what happened besides well, how punts? This? How about this? He I'm just. I mean, so you I, like can, a kick game? No. Can, can I give him a, a, a great first half? Can, can we give him that? You can give him a great first quarter. No. Oh, <laughs> first quarter. <laughs> Jay, he okay, did enough with what was needed to get the win. I'm talking about yes, the throws agreed. he made. Some of those throws he made? Come on, Jay. If Brock Purdy made those same throws, you'd be, you'd be hyping him up. He did make some of those throws, and, and he's and thankfully, you're, you're finally coming to your senses. You are bit, yeah. not hyping him up, but you're giving him credit. Exactly. What I'm, but what I'm saying to you is this. It's a – we have to remove some of the name of what Pat, – Pat Mahomes didn't have a great game yesterday. Can we can we agree to that? I, I I think he had a great game yesterday. Man, we're throwing around the word great a little too much. Dude, then. he 75% of his passes he completed, Jay. What more do you want the guy to do? 241 yards, one That's, TD. I mean, like, we're, we're 17 points. Look at his quarterback rating. And, and one of those touchdowns were on three penalties in a row. But Jay, like he got, he marched down to the goal line without the, having the to throw. Stats indicate that he had a better game than your boy Brock Purdy. No, not 100. necessarily. 100.5 quarterback not rating. Necessarily. Purdy's was 89 something. What are you well, talking about, Jay? That'd yeah, do a lot man. more. Rating Pass, isn't the only thing. And, we're, and we're does, not box score people on this show. 75 percent completion percentage. We're not box score on this. We're not box score guys. Does not take into account what a player does with his legs. It's not Correct. even a factor. Not even yeah. a. Oh, factor. but we know Mahomes. Extends plays with his legs too. Come on now. Yeah, but we know Brock Purdy yesterday did that better than any quarterback this weekend. He it was. <laughs> I, you know what? I, I'm I'm gonna turn off my mic because it's it, <laughs> right. Don't we know that? We're not having an intelligent discussion. <laughs> this is a discussion about how drapes Brock Purdy's a great quarterback. <laughs> Take this. No, I'm trying to have an intelligent, unbiased discussion. Mm-hmm. You guys can't do that. That's the problem. Well, it's just you. You do ten. Well, okay. All right. Well, no, because I started the right. show off giving your boy Brock Purdy. Praise mm-hmm. and Jay is saying Patrick no, no, Mahomes no, no. played a bad game. I didn't say that. Dude, See, no, don't spin the words. I didn't what, say that, Drake. What are you here, I said Jay? he didn't have a great game. You're you're praising him as if like he had an all world game. He threw for two forty one. Nobody said that. Nobody said that. Jay. He had seven I, punts in a row. That's not a great I, I, game. I will say this. No, you did say he had a great game. Uh, I will say this: the 49ers uh, definitely have their hands full for a number of reasons. We'll take our first peek at the Super Bowl matchup. Um, and the significance of the last time these two teams played. It wasn't the Super Bowl. It was the time after that. As the drive guys continue, Drapes in Memphis, White in Sacramento, Sacktown Sports. Ah, 49ers are going to the Super Bowl. How about that? So much fun. It's been a while, huh? 
Kyle Draper in Memphis. Whitey Gleason in Sacramento. Drapes, of course, getting ready for the Grizzlies and the Kings. And we take you up to uh, game night, 3.30. That's going to be fun tonight, too. The Grizzlies basically have like four people. So the rules of basketball are such that if that's what you have, you have to play your four. So the Kings should win tonight. And I know Drapes, we shouldn't say that. They've lost to so many shorthanded teams. Uh, and I know the Grizzlies have more than four players. But still, you can't convince me that the Kings won't win tonight comfortably. No, they, they should. And I, I just feel like the spirit of this team is different right now. And so remember last time they came to Memphis at the time, Mike Brown called it perhaps their most complete win of the season. Yeah. That was here in this building, uh, New Year's Eve. And so I, I, I think this team understands, uh, you know, what's at stake tonight to go 3-0 and on this road trip to win your last four games. I, I think it, it, it's huge. And, you know, I, I was talking to uh, Matt Barnes the other day on the postgame show, and we were talking about how it is natural for players to have a letdown when you don't see the big names playing. You know, it, it, it happens. Watch uh, out. With, G-Man's right behind you. I don't yeah, know G-Man's right here trying to <laughs> elbow me out the way. Like, like you know, <laughs> uh, G-Man's like, drapes you in my spot. But, no, I, I, I think, you know, it, it's a tendency to let down, obviously. But you know what's interesting? Maybe this is a, a, a Malik Monk game. He's coming back home. He grew up 40 uh, minutes from here. Maybe this is a Davion game. Maybe we don't see the best from De'Aaron Fox tonight. Maybe it's not a not a forty point night for De'Aaron Fox. I would like that. I would like him to come out and set the tone. But this could be a game where some of the other guys, like a big bench game tonight, gets going. And so, uh, it, it, it's so bad for the Grizzlies. They just had an emergency uh, call up because they were uh, without uh, enough players for tonight's game. They called up a guy uh, from the G League. Let me pull this guy's name up. Uh, Matthew Hurt from the G League. Mm. Uh, to come play tonight, well, to be in uniform tonight because they're severely shorthanded. We're, they're without so many guys. Hmm. You know, there's a lot of fans, ton of fans who are Kings fans and 49er fans. And for those fans, this was a tough weekend because I know that Dallas win was, yeah, that was that was not as comfortable as it should have been down the stretch. You know, a couple missed free throws again, and you're thinking, Ugh. and then to go through that with the 49ers yesterday, uh Rough weekend, but ultimately uh, a happy one. I just want to say one more thing about Brock Purdy, trying to get us back to a point where, you know, we can go we can go forward with all this. Mm-hmm. I really do think, in my opinion, all of the criticism of Brock Purdy nationally, I think it's really good for the 49ers in this sense. The players yesterday after the game, um, I was watching NBC Sports Bay Area, and, you know, so they have the players on the field. And a lot of them, it's like the first thing they say is, oh, Brock, Oh, he's a game manager, huh? And they go right to all that. My point is, I think they have rallied around Mm. this. And they feel like, oh, they don't think our quarterback's any good. They don't think we're any good. You get that little chip on the shoulder, which I think, you know, it's really good for the team. So I think they've really, in a lot of ways, benefited from trying to prove everybody is wrong about their quarterback. I think it's been a good thing for them. Oh, yeah. It's no doubt about it. They've rallied around him, and he's made plays, and and you hear it now. I mean, you, you... you see it out on social media from players as well. And, you know, I was thinking this about Brock Purdy uh, yesterday or today. You know, it's it's really been a disservice to him this entire season. The narrative of, A, he's Joe Montana, or B, he's a system quarterback. It's like, why are we so quick to either, A, anoint someone, or B, rip someone down? 
why can't we just let it play out? Like, I, I you know, I, Patrick Mahomes, for instance. Josh, it's like we're always looking for, uh, you know, a, a, a narrative regarding a player or a team. Or I, I, Honestly, as somebody in sports broadcasting, sports talk media, it's like we got so many hours to fill and so much talking to do that some of this stuff, it, it, you know, it, it's just not fair to Brock Purdy. Let me just say that. This yeah. whole narrative is not fair to Brock Purdy. You're right, because of those two, is he Joe Montana or is he a – uh, system quarterback. He's still Montana. So I mean, that's see. You see what I'm talking about? <laughs> can't have it. Can't have an intelligent, just have, just same fun. discussion. Just, Always got to be a risk. Maybe Steve Young actually might and, be a little and, lower. You're right. Both. You're right. This is both. the problem. This is the problem. <laughs> it's only Those a problem for Brock, you. No, Brock Purdy <laughs> fans have done him a disservice by putting okay. him on this pedestal, so that the haters now they got to take shots at him. Okay. And it's like a self fulfilling prophecy. It just keeps spinning and spinning and spinning. It's like if you don't compare him to Joe Montana, then the haters don't call him a game manager. If the game man haters don't call him a game manager, then you don't compare him to Joe Montana. It's ridiculous. Man. I'm done with the Brock Purdy. Stuff. It's I'm good because it's time to move on here to a little uh, Price is Right. So everyone's going to get a guess. We've got a lot of people in here. You don't want to go over. We'll give you first shot, Kyle, if you want it. Yeah, um, yeah. What is the current get-in price, the cheapest for this year's Super Bowl? We're talking, of course, secondary market. Uh, the current get-in price, I can tell you it's up quite a bit percentage-wise from last year. The average price is about 70% more expensive than last year's game. So what's your best guess? Again, you don't want to go over. Uh, get-in price, cheapest ticket for this year's Super Bowl game. Kyle? Nosebleeds. Nosebleeds, I'd say 5,000. 5,000. All right. Nice, no, that's a little high. Yeah. I'm thinking. I'm a little high. All right. And how about you, Jay? Um, uh, you know, I'm going to go with 800. 800. Okay. Uh, Kyle Ledbetter, you have a guess? Kyle. Oh, me? Uh, yep. Lowest price for the No, 500. No, it's way higher. 500? You guys right. are tripping. Yes, it and is- Simone. Simone, you get last. We got 5,000 nope. for Drapes, 800J. Kyle Ledbetter, 500. Simone says. Those suckers are running for $8,000. What? The current get in price for this year's game is $8,188. Wow. Put some respect on it. <laughs> That's no, unbelievable. You really saw that. You can't. <laughs> Suppose like eight thousand two hundred and twenty-six. <laughs> I'm just informed. Yeah, it's very, very. That's well crazy. Yeah, it is. Yes. Ain't no way, man. Yeah, the Ain't cheapest no ticket for last year's Super Bowl during this time was uh, five thousand nine hundred ninety-seven, and the mm-hmm. average price right now hovering around ninety-eight hundred dollars. Wow. Average price just to get in to see the game for one ticket. Yeah. Wow. I don't think we that's got anybody crazy. around here who's going to pay that, right? Nah, nah. We're going to be rooting for Purdy at the uh, crib. You guys, uh, any of you guys ever been to actually a Super Bowl game? Is it yes. more corporate? Like like the NBA All-Star game is like corporate. It's all corporate. Is, are, are fans actually there at the Super Bowl? Do, can normal fans actually attend to this, attend the Super Bowl? Uh, I've been to four. I think four. I've worked four. And corporate. Just like NBA All Star, corporate and corporate. the games last forever, huh? Yes, the games it's, just go it's on an all and on. day affair. It is literally like, have you guys ever went to a red carpet award show? 
like you know the source or the Grammys or something. It's literally all day. Same thing with the Super Bowl. You you I mean you get there ten because you got so many different things. There's so many places you got to find where you have mm-hmm. to sit. Well, like for media, and then it's you know sixty three pregame opening ceremonies. The military's got to fly across. And it's not easy it's for just the so average fan things. even to get in. Yeah, is it? They don't make expensive. it easy for you to get in. Yes, no. To get transportation to the stadium and uh, get in. It's a By fortress. Uh huh. Yeah. 49ers opened as two and a half point favorites on ESPN Bet. The line dipped to one and a half within 20 minutes. Uh, it was as low as one at some sports books mm. Sunday night. But here's the thing about these two teams. Of course, they played uh, in the Super Bowl in February 2020. Uh, the Chiefs won 31 to 20, but the last time they played, October 23rd of 2022, so October of not this season but the previous season, the Chiefs won 44 to 23. That was the last time the 49ers played before they acquired Christian McCaffrey, and they did not lose again last year until they lost the NFC Championship game. I forget who they played there, but yeah, that's the last time the Chiefs and 49ers played 44 to 23. I believe that was at Levi's. So the 49ers, obviously, no matter what the odds makers say, let's face it, Kyle Draper, 49ers have their hands full in the Super got, Bowl. Got, got their hands full. You know, I, I would put down Patrick Mahomes and, and the uh, Chiefs as the favorites. But like Kyle Shanahan said yesterday, a lot of unfinished business. Uh, you know, whether it was, you know, making it back to an NFC championship game, getting to the Super Bowl, even if you're Kyle Shanahan from his Atlanta days, like there, there's so many uh, unfinished things that, that he has to accomplish. And so uh, this is going to be a massive test for them. Uh, it, it might be a pick them in my, my eyes, but I'm going to give the nod to Casey just because of the coach quarterback. Uh, they've been there before, done it before, uh, but it's going to be a great matchup. By the way, how does it feel if you're a Raiders fan, a longtime Raider fan, to have in your own building the freaking Chiefs and the 49ers yeah. play for the Super Bowl? Your rivals. That's right? Yeah. <laughs> well, care. Why, why are we showing love to people we shouldn't be caring about today? Because Jay, we trying to be civilized. Okay, here, bro. Right. Like we're I said, to I'm take people's feelings. I'm not going to be to, not yeah. today. The rest of the week, but today <laughs> is a celebration. I, I didn't think I was really showing them love. I'm just observing. Like, oh, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, we're coming we, in your your arena and renting it out for a, a week. <laughs> yes. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, when we come back, it was as we say, it was a good weekend for Kings fans too. Next, Drive Guys, Sackdown Sports.